Hi, welcome to Give Me One Reason. I am Kathy Taylor, and I am excited to introduce to you some beautiful people on this podcast, people that are brave enough to talk to me regarding their feelings and thoughts on faith and doubt. Thank you for joining in. Welcome to Give Me One Reason. We are here with a wonderful young lady named Ellie. Hi. Hi. Yes, Ellie. I'm so glad you were willing to come talk to me today. I heard a little of your story last week and I was totally riveted. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I have to talk to that girl. (laughs) And you don't seem real shy, so I thought you might be willing to talk to me. So um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Like how old you are, where Um, we're at? um, Well, uh, I'm from Milwaukee, um, North Milwaukee, um, but I'm uh, here in... uh, uh, for school and um, I don't know. Can I say sure. Whitewater? Yeah, I'm in Whitewater for school, um, and uh, um, I'm twenty. I just turned twenty-two a few months ago, so I'm oh. still getting used to that idea. Yeah. Um, and I'm uh, technically a fourth year, but uh, so I'm technically would be considered a senior, but like I'm sophomore standing, so I still have like two more years to go. All right. Because um, I'm taking my time. So yeah, good for you. What's your major? Um, communication with an emphasis in electronic media. It's a bunch of fancy <gasps> words that means I just oh. want to edit movies. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> Have you wanted to do that for a long time? Um, actually, for the longest time, I wanted to be a teacher because I come from a family of teachers. Um and uh, I'm not very good at like the homework because I, I have ADD yeah. and uh, and a little bit I struggle with that a little bit and um, when I told my mom like yeah I want to be a teacher like um, my my goal was to be a high school history teacher my mom looked at me was like honey that's homework every day and I was like oh you're right so yeah. I kind of abandoned that and then I took um, just a random um, elective class in high school and it was film editing and I just fell in love and it was like really? it was it, it was like love at first sight which yeah. is like it was amazing like that. I've known I wanted to do that since I was about 16 years old and haven't looked back. So, so when you watch a movie, mm-hmm. do you notice the editing and directing first? Absolutely. Like, um, so you know when people usually say, like, I didn't like that movie, but they can't really put their finger on why they didn't yeah. like it? It's usually because of the editing. Mm. And, like, so, like, I can pinpoint, like, um, there have been times where I'm watching a movie that I don't particularly care for, and my mom hates it because I'll sit there and be like, why did they edit it that way? That doesn't, mm. that, like, it could have been so much smoother, you know? And so, and then, mm. like, you notice, like, all the, like, the little, like, exactly how they do things mm-hmm. and like um my high school teacher when she um was teaching the class she's like uh, just to warn you i'm going to ruin movies for you forever because you're never going to be able to look at movies the same way again and it's true like you can't wow. like because so then like all i i mean i love movies with like story but like movies that are well edited or like look pretty mm-hmm. are tend to be my are, tend to be my favorite mm-hmm. now instead of the story the story doesn't matter as much as the visuals i watched a movie the other day called the hero oh by sam elliott with oh, sam elliott yeah. do you know who he yeah. is but what I noticed about the movie, it was a beautiful film, and it was very um, subtle. It's more of a relational mm-hmm. thing, but um, the directing and editing was just so beautiful. Like mm-hmm. some of the shots were just 
Yeah. Gorgeous. And I know it annoys my husband a little bit. I go, oh my God, that shot is so that beautiful. Shot. Or that's directed so well. Or, or look at that shot, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, okay, okay. But, you know? I get it. Let me enjoy it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I get that all the time. And then like, like particularly like when I'm watching um, a movie that um, a friend of like a friend of mine really, really loves, like I'll like, and I'm not really like feeling it or like for some reason, like I'm not really there a hundred percent. Like uh-huh. I'll start nitpicking it a little bit and I'll tell them that. And then they'll get really frustrated with me because they're like, you're not giving it a fair chance. I'm like, I'm trying. It's just yeah. all yeah. these glaring issues that I have. Yeah. So. What's your favorite movie? Oh, oh Pacific That's Rim a- actually. Um, oh. It's really, really weird um, because there's, it's like Transformers, but like human controlled. So mm-hmm. there's like two little, um, two little. There's two pilots, two human pilots, and mm-hmm. are in this like big like mech armors, and they're fighting aliens. And it's like you wouldn't really think of that as like a, like I I used to like really love like the like romantic stuff. And yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I saw that movie, and like it's just so well, like for the time, obviously, like you look back and watch, it, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. But like the graphics are just beautiful, and the mm-hmm. shots are just glorious, and it's oh, it's. Just mm-hmm. so, just so much fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's lovely. I think I remember watching that. Yeah. I do. The second movie sucks, so don't yeah. bother with that. Yeah. But, like, the first movie, like, even, like, just, like, the music just really resonates, mm-hmm. and it's, oh, it's so good. I could watch it forever. Tell me. Let me see. I just want to make sure we're recording here. Yes, we are. We are recording. Perfect. Okay, it panicked me. <laughs> Tell me, um, you know, our this podcast is conversation about faith and doubt mm-hmm. with millennials, but anything we talk about anything right. here. Um, can you tell me your background? Do you have a background in faith? In I actually, in God, or? <laughs> what I like to say is that my, my background in faith um, actually started from before I was born. Is what I like to say. Um, both my parents met at Marquette University, and they were um, met at InterVarsity. Oh. And so, um, I'm was that university Christian fellowship? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, so I'm like, oh, and I came here and I went to an university meeting, um, or like a get together, like a cookout. I explained that and they're like, oh, you're an university baby. And I'm like, yeah, I guess you could say that, you know, it came like, I came like seven years later, but yeah, I guess yeah. you could say that. Yeah. Um, so like when when I say like I come from a religious background like my parents uh, my mom I believe became she was always Catholic mm-hmm. but she became like a Christian when she was I want to say in her high school mm-hmm. time and she's been one of those people that like um, she she even says that like whenever I'm in a conversation with somebody especially to somebody like I've just talked to I always try to bring up God somehow mm-hmm. and like I don't know and, like when I was younger it really irritated me because she would do that with my friends but like you know it was just one of those things where she's just like I made this I made this deal with God that like every conversation I would bring up God somehow mm-hmm. and like it was just really and my dad is uh uh is I wouldn't say he's as heavy-handed mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a he's a teacher so you can't be very he- heavy-handed mm-hmm. as a as a high school teacher especially in milwaukee mm-hmm. um but uh his he definitely he reads his bible every day and prays all the time and then mm-hmm. his mom also uh, my grandmother also is really hardcore christian my mom's parents are really hard like we're all um uh and we're all specifically assemblies of god Oh, associated okay. yep. well uh, yep. my, my mom likes to say she doesn't think of herself as assemblies of god associated but mm-hmm. like my entire family all went to assemblies of god until about two years ago when my my parents and my siblings and i um switched churches to a lutheran church hmm. i want to say lutheran i might be wrong but i'm pretty sure it's lutheran um we switched to a lutheran church and then my grandmother um said that um 
was not happy about it. And at one point, my mom kind of put two and two together and was like, oh. And I don't remember if she actually talked to her and she admitted it, but, like, we're kind of just assuming that, like, for a while there at least, she was worried that we were losing our faith because Mm -hmm. we left the Assemblies of God Church because that Mm -hmm. whole, like, revival thing that happened with the Assemblies of God in the 80s and 90s and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so she was worried that we were all stepping, taking a step back in faith. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when I say that my family is very Christian and specifically uh, Assemblies of God, Mm -hmm. it's very Assemblies of God and Mm -hmm. very Christian. So you grew up seeing, like, a lot of altar calls. Yeah, and being told um, that one of the big things in my life right now that I, I was actually talking about this with my dad, one of the big things in my life that I was told from a very, very young age is that um, I can lose my mm-hmm. religion. Salvation. Yeah, I, I can mm-hmm. lose it. Mm-hmm. And to this day, like, I mean, like, even if, like, I try to, like, mm-hmm. rationalize it or whatever or, like, mm-hmm. talk to, like, other people and they're like, ah, oh, that's, we don't know if that's how it works. You know, that's not how it really works. Like, mm-hmm. I was told from a very young age by my pastor, by my children's pastor, mm-hmm. that, like, you can lose your faith. If you don't mm-hmm. go to church every Sunday, if you don't read your Bible, if you don't pray all the time, mm-hmm. you can lose your faith. And that meant, like, you wouldn't go to heaven. Right, yet. and, like, you were you were damned. And, like, so it was almost, I, I don't, I know she, I know my pa- my children's pastor probably didn't mean it this way, but, like, mm-hmm. it really was, like, a scare tactic. And we would go to, like, kids' camps. Like, I was, I was part mm-hmm. of one of the kids' camps that we would go to here mm-hmm. in central Wisconsin. And they would have guest speakers who would talk about how, like, you know, there was, some, there was, like, they would have, like, skits of, like, this kid who was, like, yeah, no, I was a Christian, and, like, you know, it's whatever, so, like, you know, God, God knows me, I'm a Christian, and then he dies, and then he ends up in hell, and it's, like, this really mm-hmm. scary thing, and, you know, as, as, like, a 12-year-old, you're seeing, like, this kid being damned because he was, mm-hmm. he was saved at one point and then just stopped going to church mm-hmm. and stopped loving the Lord. Like, you can't, you oh can't gosh. see me, but I'm making air quotes. I can't see quote. air quotes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 Um, but it was, so, like, yeah. Um, so, like, I grew up with being told, like, you have to tell everyone about Christ. Mm. You have to make sure that they all understand that they can lose their faith, mm. even if they, at one point they were Christian. You can all, mm. you have to let them know that you, that they have to continually go to church, invite them to church, get them to read the Bible, give them, give them, because we had so many Bibles, give them a Bible, you know, da, 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 because, like, even if they think they're safe, they're not safe. And so, like, um, a lot of my younger years was involved in, like, literally going to, uh, to parks and meeting girls and playing with on the park and my first question would be like do you know Jesus mm-hmm. and talk to them and just talk their ear off about Jesus and like at the time like I was really proud of myself and like I still am I'm, I'm really proud of the commitment that I had but at the same time I look back and I'm like I was six at the time like wow mm-hmm. wow like what kind of mm-hmm. so like you know that's a little bit nerve you know that's a little bit um um not necessarily like nerve-wracking but like it's kind of like Foundation safety. Yeah, 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 yeah. It shakes you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of grew up, too, similar thinking I could lose my salvation. Yeah. And I remember when I was 17 and I got married a month out of high school, mm-hmm. got pregnant a week after I got married, did mm-hmm. all the things in the right order. Yeah. And my mom had always listened to watch soap operas on the slide, mm-hmm. but I couldn't. <laughs> she wouldn't let me, which is good for her, I guess. Right. But when I got married, the first thing I wanted to do was get addicted to soap operas. And I remember believing with all my heart that... It was a sin, mm-hmm. and I was addicted to Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this me, my mom, your mom, or grandma, because these days people days don't of our lives. Yeah, but yeah. like there was a certain time every day. There was mm-hmm. no Netflix, yeah. no binging. So if you, you miss that it. day, yeah. that's it. Yeah. And um, I remember really believing with all my heart that if Jesus came back in the rapture to mm-hmm. get us, you mm-hmm. know what that is, right? Yeah. That if he came between eleven and twelve. <laughs> I would be giving up my salvation for Victor Newman, you know? Right. And I knew it. And I used to have a little list of people that if I couldn't find them, mm-hmm. 
I was probably screwed because they were gone yeah. and I was left behind. Yeah. And then you read all the books and you see those movies mm. and it's like... My mom read terrifying. me the, the Left Behind, like the kids one yeah. when I was really young and that gave me like nightmares. And yeah. it was like, I mean, it was really interesting at first, of course, and yeah. it still is interesting to think about, but like... It, it literally, I had this mindset where, like, I do have, like, it was one of those things where, like, lately, specifically lately, because I've been thinking about it a lot lately, because I've had a lot of change in my life, and we'll get to that, but, um, like, laying in bed, literally, like, rolling over and being, like, talking to my girlfriend and saying, mm-hmm. do you ever think about the rapture? And she goes, no. And I'm like, oh. Because I'm like, sitting there, like, can't sleep, because I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm surrounded by people who either, A, aren't Christian, or B, mm-hmm. um, I don't see them on the daily basis, so, like, how am I going to know Mm-hmm. When Jesus comes back, if, like, because, like, when I was living with my parents, it was obviously, like, okay, like, I could wake up in the morning, they'll be gone, and, like, that was terrifying, but then the idea of, like, not knowing, if, yeah. like, it, literally, I've lost sleep over it, and, like, lately. Remember that song? Did you ever hear that song, I Wish We'd All Been Ready? Yeah. Uh, man and wife asleep in bed, yeah. she hears a voice and turns her head, he's gone. Yeah. I wish we'd all been ready. Right. And it was singing this real beautiful, worshipful way. Mm-hmm. I remember people raising their hands to two yeah. men walking up a hill, one disappears and one looks. And right. it was like this surreal. Right. I look back right. and it's like, holy crap, like, right. that's just terrifying right. to children. I remember growing up the same way, though, but it was just the way you were taught. And then I remember going to a Lutheran school as a kid, and my Lutheran friends believed they were going to heaven because they were baptized as a baby. And I remember being taught more evangelical, or it was something, no, you have to. So I was so terrified Mm -hmm. that you guys aren't even Christian. You don't even understand. You haven't made a commitment to Jesus. You're not going to go to heaven. I used to cry about that because I really believed in my heart. I believe somewhere in Revelation it says that, like, um that people there's going to be a huge group of people who like are sure they're going to go to heaven and they're not going yeah. to heaven. like it talks yeah. about that like specifically like so yeah. it's like which group is that right, right. And, like is that right. my group or is that their group I know. And so I you're know. like I know. It, it, it just caused like such it also i feel like it causes like a lot of derision within the church itself with Absolutely. with amongst yeah. all the branches because it's like you have this one side that's like you have to be baptized as a child and then there's the other side like well you baptize a child that doesn't count for anything mm-hmm. because you're a child and you don't make that conscious mm-hmm. choice so you have to be baptized when you're older and you understand mm-hmm. and, da, 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 da. and so like you have these like two opposing sides and it's like at the end of the day you have to be like well who's right and at mm-hmm. the end of the day like because you're not going to know and so then that sneaking suspicion like as soon as you're told like there's going to be a group of people who are convinced mm-hmm. they're christian and they're not going to be christian like you're like is that my group or is that mm-hmm. their group and exactly it just it causes like such it's just it's so horror, like just horrifying. And the one thing that ha- really helped me just to be able to like relax and get to sleep, and I have to like keep telling myself, you know, mm-hmm. taking thoughts captive and whatever, like how it says yeah. in the Bible, yeah. where like I have to tell myself is that because I, um, I was in Bible quiz for mm-hmm. many, many years, mm-hmm. and one of the questions was how, how are people saved? Uh, like there are two things that you do must do to be saved is. Um, Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and um, and that God raised him for the dead, and then um, uh, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and you will be saved. Period. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. And so like, there's those two things, and it's like as long as I know that Jesus Christ is Lord, mm-hmm. and that God raised him from the dead. Mm-hmm. So that like, quiets those voices right, in your head, yeah. even now. Yeah, even now. Mm-hmm. I was at a hippie festival a year ago, and I talked to this older man around a campfire who was kind of an older toner dude. And we had this background similar. Mm-hmm. And he grew up very evangelical. And he watched a movie that I don't know if you would have watched it because it was in the seventies. It was called Left. It was called Left Behind. 
It was based off of the books. It, right? The with, books um, were based off the movie. The, right. And it was with okay. a famous actor. And my grandparents had And it was you right. Your grandparents yeah. would have had yeah. it. And it was terrifying, though. But so in this movie, like the how like the plane crashes mm-hmm. and then you know, and then people are disappearing and the world's thrown into chaos. Mm-hmm. And the people you thought were Christians weren't. Right. So this guy said to this day, he rejected his faith many years ago, but to this day when he goes to put hot pockets in the oven, <laughs> and if the oven's hot, he has this triggering, like, um, anxious anxiety that, oh, what if God's real? What if I'm going to hell? It's going to be hot in hell. What about the movie Left Behind? What if I'm left behind? And he's consumed with fear his mm-hmm. whole life. And it's like, there was a point in my life when I just had to see that if God is real, then God is love, mm-hmm. and he loves me, and he's going to bring me peace, not fear. Because mm-hmm. I got sick of worrying yeah. and being scared all the time. Yeah. I see. I, what More of what my worry was is that, like, even, like, both sides were, like, I'm worried that I want to be left behind, but then there's also the worry of, like, if I go, mm-hmm. I have friends who aren't Christian, right. who I love and I care for, and, like, I don't right. want them to go to hell, and then, like, that, and, like, yeah. what if I'm driving a car and it crashes and kills somebody, or, like, what yeah. if I'm, if I leave the stove on and it burns down the building, like, mm-hmm. you know, so, like, <laughs> there's anxiety oh on both it's sides. Just like a, it's like a recipe for right. neurotic anxiety <laughs> right. in and, life. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where like I talked, I mentioned to my mom. My mom's like, well, you know, the Bible says, you know, don't don't fear, you know, they'll be taken care of or whatever. But it's like how, on the one hand, you say like, don't worry, you know, don't worry, like the Lord will take care of it. And on the other hand, you're also telling me all these horror stories about right. what could and probably will happen. Mm-hmm. And so like, where is where is the line? And yeah. so it it turns into a like, well, this is just going to be my journey to the Lord and like yeah. it's it's between me and the Lord and you know what at the end of the day <laughs> whatever do you believe you ha- have had an organic like experience with God where he's real to you or do you believe it's just something that you were told was always real I think I know that I have had experiences with God and I know maybe not every experience that I had as a kid was God but I know that I have had experiences mm-hmm. um if I can share one absolutely um, uh I was with my girlfriend before she, before she was officially my girlfriend, and we were just laying in bed together um, after or, um, after a long day of you know we we're hanging out or whatever, and she used to have these like kind of like attacks of like where she would start shaking and she wouldn't be able to move and it was extremely painful and um, I was talking to her about it once and she said she would always get it whenever because she when she was in high school she kind of delved into like the wicca Mm -hmm. because she's from whitewater Mm -hmm. and so like you know her and her friends were all like obsessed with like you know uh, witchcraft you know like and they even had like they even had like a group and whatever and like the stories were kind of really creepy and she's like i always get that way whenever like i have like some kind of interaction with the other side Mm. and so like this is like she hasn't talked about this in a long time but um this was uh not this past may but the may before and she had one of those, but it was different this time. It was just the waist down. Hmm. And she said she hadn't seen anything or whatever. And so I'm, like, lying in bed with her. Like, it's in the middle of the night. She's there whimpering, like, crying. And I'm, like, praying, like, Lord, please do something. And I get a little voice, like, you're not, you don't mean it. I'm, like, I mean it. Please, just do something. Just ease her pain. Like, oh, you're just asking just because he's just there. You know, like, you know, that whole slot machine idea yeah. where you just put in a yeah. coin and you get out, whatever. Like, no, you got to mean it. Like, and I just kept praying and praying and praying. I kept getting, like, feeling like I was getting denied. And um, finally I was just like, Lord, Lord, if you were 
like I know you're real. I know that that's I know that this is a real thing that the other side. I I understand that. I know it. But like I know that I also know that you are more powerful than whatever that is that she's been seeing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like please just please get it out of her. Get rid of it. Please, I'm begging you. Just I will do anything. Just put her like just not have her to not have her suffer anymore. It's it's painful. It's horrible. It's not okay. And and it was just still like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm positive. Please. Like, I will never doubt that you exist again. I promise. Just get it out of her now. And like, I wish I was, I like, I, wow. I don't wish I was joking. I like, it makes wow. it sound like I was giving up, but, like making it yeah. up. But yeah. it was no, almost instantly, it stopped. Mm-hmm. And like, it was one of those things where it's like, of course, people are gonna be like, well, you know, it was just a coincidence. Like, but like in that exact moment, and she hasn't had an issue since. Wow. Like I asked her and nothing since. And so like Does she realize too that something I eventually had I, I hadn't told her anything uh-huh. for a while. Uh-huh. But eventually I mentioned it to her mom because her, her mm-hmm. mom is also mm-hmm. believes in some of the other um other side stuff and has a history and religion and so does she. I mean I mentioned it to her mom and her mom's like, I didn't even realize that she was like she's like I knew she was having attacks, but I didn't realize that it was like a, that she it was because she had been seeing like spirit animals mm-hmm. and whatever. And I was like, Yeah. And like I eventually told uh, my girlfriend about it, and she was just very quiet. Um, and didn't really say much of anything. She's she's very in like not necessarily introverted, but she doesn't express emotion. Mm-hmm. And so like it was just one of those things like she knows, but like we haven't talked about it. And like I'm not gonna push her to talk about it, but like it was mm-hmm. just one of those things where it was like I was telling my mom about it. My mom's like, "How can you deny that he exists?" I'm like, "I don't like I, I." I never really denied that he existed. I right. just didn't want to be known as a Christian. Yeah. But, like, that interaction was, like, it suddenly turned into, a, like, even though she ended up being my girlfriend, and even though mm-hmm. we were doing stuff that the Bible says is wrong, mm-hmm. that that doesn't mean that he abandoned me. No. And that, like, I can you. still call out to him. Absolutely. Yeah. And so... So how did you... So you're a lesbian? Yeah, um, I consider myself bisexual, but um, there's there's a long story sure. for that. Um, so, uh, you mind if I start with the beginning? It's Not at all. Okay, Please so, do. when I was really young, I had, um, about three to four years old, I had some, um, sexual contact with a friend. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I've had issues with sexual, um, urges and my sexuality and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, like, dealing with being gay or not, but more of, like, just overly sexual for my mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. And then going up into, like, eight years old, I had an incident with a neighbor, um, mm-hmm. that really solidified my like overly sexual nature because I am overly sexual and like mm-hmm. I don't make a I don't hide that mm-hmm. um uh and so I always struggled with that because I was told that that was bad that mm-hmm. it was not okay to be over sexual like don't think about like you know take those off captive and I tried my best and whatever and then I had my first boyfriend and I even had like a purity ring like I, t- I took a vow wow. all of that and like just trying really hard not to not to even like think about stuff like that and it was really hard and i ended up getting like addicted to pornography at the age of like 14 13 wow like really young um and then i found i met my first boyfriend at the age of 15 and then i had sex for the first time at the age of 16 and it was fine or whatever you know um and then uh the and up until that point i was pretty much like hardcore christian Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and then when that point hit um it was trying to you know pr- you know stop being so sexual that point hit um for about for about six months I tried to still be Christian as much as possible but I was you know told from such a young age like mm. you know you're not a virgin anymore you can't be you know da 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 mm. like that whole idea of like like you if know, you sin you're, you're not a believer or like you have to like confess or you got to tell somebody mm-hmm. and I didn't mm-hmm. tell I didn't tell my parents mm-hmm. until 
after I broke up with him the first time. <laughs> and my mom ended up spiraling into depression and stayed in her room for almost two weeks. Because you had sex? Yeah. And she, when I asked her about it, she said that she was mourning the daughter she had lost. And I'm, oh. I, disclaimer, I'm the oldest child. So, of course, yeah. she got a lot like, of pressure on you. Know, a lot of pressure. And mm-hmm. she was like, when, when you were a baby, I held you in my arms for the first time. And I had this, like, vision of, like, what your life was going to be like. That you were going to save yourself to marriage. And you were going to meet a really great Christian guy and have kids. And da, 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 da. At the age of, like, 20-something. And which is, like, I've, every parent, I feel like, kind of does that to mm-hmm. an extent. Um, but, like, having that happen really shook me. In a way of that was like, I'm not my mom's daughter anymore, in a way. Like, I'm a different daughter. And... You felt shame? Yeah. Yeah. And... And a disappointment. Yeah. Letdown. Yeah. And so, that's when I really started to, like, question my... Not necessarily my sexuality yet, because that's going to come later. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's when I started to question my religion. And I, I started faking it. Mm-hmm. Fake, like, basically, the idea of faking it until I made it. Or whatever. Like, plaster mm-hmm. smile, plaster a smile on... Every Sunday, go to church, da 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 da, mm-hmm. and then um, ended up breaking up with him, and then found a new boyfriend, started dating him, and I started going to church less and less and less. But I was still, you know, go to church because my mom would make me, you know, whatever, and I was still like seventeen, eighteen, um, and uh, and whatever, and so I was fine with the boyfriend. But then, like as I was talking to some of my friends, like because before. There was a certain point in my life where I didn't know that I knew anyone who was a part of LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody until I was in middle school. And then um, one of my friends came out as bisexual. And my first reaction was, let me think about it. Because I was never taught of how to respond or anything like that. And mm-hmm. it instantly turned into a, uh, Ellie's homophobic. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to Ellie. Ellie's homophobic. Ellie doesn't like homos. Da, 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 da. And like, I turned into bullying. And so like that's... That started, that also started... So they judged you, assuming you were right. judging them. Right. Okay. And that started my rocky relationship with... Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm kind of, like, going back and forth. I'm trying no, to it's fine. make sure that I have all the details. But, like, that started my rocky relationship with coming to terms with um, any kind of homosexual mm-hmm. ur- urges. And then when I turned 18, I had some friends that I hung out with um, later that, you know, my 18th year. Um, and we were talking, and I realized that I wasn't as adverse... Um, again, air quotes, mm-hmm. adverse mm-hmm. to uh, uh, being with a female as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And so, but, like, it was one of those things where, like, I, I always told myself, like, I would never. I would never tell my family um, unless unless it was someone really special. It, no one's going to know, except for my friends, of course. Um, and that's that kind of always gave me solace. Like, okay, I don't have to tell anybody that I don't necessarily identify as straight mm-hmm. because unless it's real, I'm not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. Unless I feel like this is going to go somewhere. Um, and then, uh, carry on with my life. I ended up coming to school and in my 19th, like 19th year or like my first year here, um, I ended up finding, you know, being rebellious. Like I don't have to go to church anymore. I stopped going to church completely. Mm -hmm. Started being like, kind of like not necessarily anti-Christian, but Mm -hmm. anti-church and like not in kind of you know just not even like thinking about god like you know saying like i'm not even gonna think about it i'm just gonna live my life and i started getting into alcohol heavily and um during that time i met a girl that i really liked and so i confessed to her and it didn't work out it was you know whatever it happens but um for an entire month i was getting drunk like three four times a week Mm -hmm. like off 
off my chair junk. Yeah. Um, and I was only 19. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that month, uh, I got contacted by a guy that I knew from Bible Quiz. So I knew him through church. And he asked me to come over and drink. He's like, you drink? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, you know, like, what's your favorite? And I said, well, I like this. He's like, oh, I, let me buy that. He's like, I bought it. You want to come over? And I, at that time, I'm like, how can I say no? He already bought it. You know, I kind of felt pressure. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, we can go just to drink and hang out, whatever. And that's all I thought it was. Um, turns out he ended up getting me drunk. And um, we had um, sexual contact, unwanted sexual contact. And I told him no several times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember anything other than that. Wow. And then, um, and then you know, went through all the police stuff, and then a month later, uh, had a miscarriage that I had mm-hmm. no recollection of having sex, and wow. that really turned into a. It, it was a two. It was a. It was a dual issue because it turned into a. Um, from then on, I couldn't be one on one with any guy. Mm-hmm. No physical touch from mm-hmm. any guy, especially ones that I didn't so know. So you were probably raped. You yeah. were raped. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Right, and like I, I just could not be close to any guy. I couldn't be one-on-one mm-hmm. with a guy. Like, even, like, there was this guy that I had at class who came over to help me. I was going to help him with his homework, and he came in, and he shut my dorm door, and I was like, can you please keep that open? He's like, well, I don't want to be distracted. I'm like, oh, okay. But, like, the entire time, I'm, like, panicking. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, another guy um, that I was talking to, you know, went to give me a hug, and I froze, and I had flashbacks, and it was horrible. And to this day, mm-hmm. like, somebody has a cologne mm-hmm. that he wore, like, I still get issues, I still have issues, it was, so, like, it turned into a, like, I couldn't, I couldn't emotionally or physically get close to a guy, and I, I tried, I tried. And that was somebody you knew from Bible Quiz, so That's he somebody, was a Christian right, person that you Right, right, he was through church, yeah. and, um, like, I tried, I, I did try to be with another guy, and it, it just did not work out, because he had trouble of recognizing the word no as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, but, like, I did try. Did um, your parents knew, know about your miscarriage and pregnancy? Um, I, no, I didn't tell anybody for a year, mm. um, for almost a year. Like, and then when I did tell them, it was a complete accident and it accidentally slipped out with some friends and, uh, it just, it, you know, I, I was 21 at the time because mm. I was just about to turn 20 when I had my miscarriage. And then, um, a year and a half later, um, I was drinking with some friends at a party. Like it was just me mm-hmm. and some friends. And it just slipped out. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, I've had a miscarriage. And then I go, <laughs> I don't remember this, but my friend goes like, that, that I went, shoot, I wasn't supposed to tell you that. I'm going to be really upset in the morning. Because, <laughs> oh. like, I hadn't told anybody. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it was one of those things where, like, people were like, well, how do you know you were, like, I don't know if I was pregnant or not. But what I do know is that I had a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. I took a pregnancy test. It was positive. But mm-hmm. it was a lot of blood that was over the course of, like, two, three weeks. Yeah, that makes it, sense. Right. So, like, um, and my mom's had a miscarriage, and she told mm-hmm. me about it. So, like, I was able to recognize the signs without actually, like, having to, like, talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. And so then I kind of bottled it up and kind of just shoved it underneath mm-hmm. you know, everything and just didn't even, like, think about it. And so, like, when that finally broke, it was, like, it was like a dam broke. Um, but that also was a double-edged sword because it turned into that night that I ended up hanging out with him. It was a Tuesday night. Um, that Sunday was the first time that I went to church on my own here in Whitewater, Mm -hmm. um, since I started going to school. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to start going to church. You know, I really Mm -hmm. like this church. I'm going to start going. Two days later, this thing happens. And, you know, you're thinking like, at first you're like, it's, it's not God's fault. You know, da, 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 da. But like, you can't help but thinking like, well, I, I can't, Mm -hmm. I feel like I couldn't go back to that church Mm -hmm. because I just didn't feel comfortable for whatever, you know, you Mm -hmm. have these weird like connections or whatever. And then I, I realized and I know I hear, like, a lot of people say this, like, whenever they're talking about, like, their experience for, like, um, tra- any kind of trauma, where it's like, you know, I was pretty sure I wasn't blaming God, but then I realized that I was not blaming God, but I was angry. 
angry with God because no God didn't have that happen to me or whatever. Or he allowed it. He allowed it. And um, looking back, and I knew at the Mm -hmm. time even, it was like one of those things where I was drinking so much and it was like that Mm -hmm. happened and I went sober for Mm -hmm. um, almost a year. Um, to the point that I actually, like, had to... Ce- I celebrated, like, my 100th day sober. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal to me. And, like, my mom didn't even realize that I... That it was that big of a deal. Like, my parents didn't even realize it was that big of a deal. That's how much I was drinking. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so... And you did that on your own and got sober all on, on your my own. own. Because it was just, like, one of those things where it's, like, I just... I'm not going to drink until I turn 21. And that was a vow I made. And I stuck to that. Wow. And... Um, it was really hard, believe me. But it was, it was one of those things where it was kind of like a wake-up call. So I guess you could kind of say blessing in disguise. But, like, it's so... Hard to say it was a blessing in disguise. Like, the rape itself, the the interaction itself, Mm -hmm. I wasn't mad about that. Mm -hmm. I was more mad about the fact that I didn't remember any intercourse, Mm -hmm. and I was more mad about the fact that I lost a baby. Mm. And... And would that have been your first time to have yeah. sex, like that, an intercourse like that? that um, like, no. Oh, no, no, no. I've had, had when you were young. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, but, but, but like, still, it was the first time, you know, it was like one of those things where, like, I've always wanted to be a mom. That's always yeah. something that I've wanted yeah. to do. And, like, even, like, talking to my girlfriend now, she's like, yeah, no, it'll be fine. I'm like, you don't understand, like, because we're talking about fertilization or whatever. And, yeah. like, you know, like, you do understand that when the time comes, I'm going to have a lot of struggles mm-hmm. with being able to rationalize. Because it's, it's mm-hmm. so stupid because it's, like, there's, like, what is it, like, 40% or, like, one in five pregnancies are mm-hmm. end up in a miscarriage or something like that just because it's just not viable. Mm-hmm. Like, which is fine. But... You're going to worry every time. Right. It's it's one of those things where you can't help but think, like, I'm a failure as a woman. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, that's Mm -hmm. the gift that God gave me is childbirth, and I'm a failure at it. And so, like, I ended up being very angry Mm -hmm. um, with God. And so for that entire span of between the age of 19 until about uh, less than a year ago or whatever, Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like a angry with God, not, you know, not going to church, like, if I could help it, you know, mm-hmm. going to church, you know, on Christmas and Easter, like how, you know, everyone does, yeah. but because yeah. my parents wanted me to, but like at the in, inside, mm-hmm. just being like really, really angry, and mm-hmm. I knew that if like, I, I knew somewhere in the back of my mind that if I opened up, it would just, it would heal, but it also like, I didn't want it to heal, because mm-hmm. I felt like if I let it heal, and I would be okay with it, then I would, Ooh, then you wouldn't be angry, you wouldn't have a reason to be angry with right. God. Ooh, I get right. That. So it it was just a huge mess. <sighs> wow. Yeah. And then that so that that whole situation turned into me not being able to connect emotionally with guys. Mm-hmm. Um at least for a while. I'm I'm better now, but I feel like the only reason why I'm better now is because as soon as I started like actually like dating my girlfriend, my current mm-hmm. girlfriend, mm-hmm. I felt more comfortable because I could tell guys I have a girlfriend mm-hmm. or I'm taken. And there was that barrier. Right. So you could just be friends, come right. to the world, no expectations. Right. And so right. I wouldn't have to worry about, yeah. you know, advances. And um, so how did your parents, how long have they known you've been attracted to women? Um, my mom, okay, so me and my mom talked about it. I don't even think she remembers, but it was a while ago. We talked about, I mentioned in passing, like, she asked some passing, like, because she's like, are you, do you think you're, like, gay or bi, you know, whatever? I'm like, I, I think I'm bisexual. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she kind of just shut me down and shut herself down. I was like, no, no, you're not. Whatever, you know, as if. Mm-hmm. You really think that? I don't think you're that. Okay, well, you know, you don't have to believe me. That's fine. I understand. And, like, it was one of those things where whenever I tell my friends about, like, stuff that my mom has said, it... And it's, I usually try to give as much context as, po- context as possible, but because, like I said, like, my mom is, like, that die-hard, hardcore mm-hmm. Christian, it's really hard to, um, 
assure my friends that my mom isn't a villain. Oh, honey. Like, so, but you must love your mom because you don't want her to no. be look at like the right. evil person right. who's well, judging. Like, so you was, try to put her in the best light possible, but religion makes yeah. it very hard. Um, but like when I first told her about my miscarriage, I kind of blindsided her. I know I did, and I, I and I was prepared for her to say something. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I knew she was going to say something. But then, of course, when I told my friends, they freaked out because when I first told her, she paused and she said, "Well." Uh, her first reaction was something like, well, if you had had the pregnancy, you would have had to deal with the guy your whole life, which is something I thought about. Yeah, you. So, mm-hmm. like, that's a blessing. I don't ever have to see him again. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to deal with custody, none of that. And then she also goes, I think, she said something about, like, it being, like, Je- like Jesus loves me anyway, and Jesus loves the baby anyway, or, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that... It was probably it was his plan or whatever, mm-hmm. of course, and like mm-hmm. standard stuff you say when um, to mm-hmm. one another when you're grieving. Um, but it came off of more of like um, Jesus wanted the baby to die, kind of a mm-hmm. thing. That's how it kind of came off. And so for a while, I like I knew I knew what she meant, mm-hmm. and I wasn't angry that she. I, I wasn't angry that she said it. It was more of just like that initial reaction of like. Why, you know, like, oh, now, you know, because, like, of course, I'm going through all these thought processes, you know, because she raised me to think a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so I've been thinking about that anyway. So, like, having her say that was just, like, so simultaneously affirming of Mm -hmm. my negativity, negative views of myself and also really shaming. Yeah. Um, And so, like, whenever I told my friends about that, they're like, your mom is horrible. I'm like, no, she's not. It's just that's what we say to each other because like when I told it's her, her frame of reference right. it's her culture right. like we talk about right. that's the language she's and so like when I told give. my girlfriend like my girlfriend like I said it came from a very religious background too but she mm-hmm. does not nothing has nothing to do with it anymore but like when I told her that she's like no that makes sense like I get what your mom was saying so like you know it's mm-hmm. like it's really hard to explain to people who didn't grow up in yeah. that hardcore yeah. um christian household yeah. to that the, like mm-hmm. she wasn't meaning to be hurtful mm-hmm. it was just she was trying to figure out a way to deal with her shock mm-hmm. and her her shock and her pain mm-hmm. as well as the uh trying to say something and like it was one of those things where like I knew she was trying to find the words to say and I was like you don't have to say anything mm-hmm. but she felt like she had to say something because she's my mom which is fine mm-hmm. it's like we have like situations like that and so like whenever I say like that you know when I first told her that I was bi she kind of just shut me down like no you're not I don't think you are you know mm-hmm. um uh but Finally, I told them actually just this past June. So I had been dating my girlfriend, like fully out to my friends. Mm-hmm. I've been fully out to my friends for a while, but I like officially dating my girlfriend. Actually, our one year anniversary is next week. Aww. Yeah. Um, but you know, we had been dating for seven months when I finally told them, mm-hmm. and they kind of knew already. But like, it was one of those things where like they didn't want to assume because they were hope- it was kind of mm-hmm. like a blind, you know, don't don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Um. Uh, it was kind of one of those things where, like, I knew... I kind of, like, warned her beforehand that, like, I have something to tell you and Dad. And so, like, I knew she was, like, mentally preparing herself. Um, and so she didn't say anything, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, and my dad had a lot of questions, of course. And so, like, I answered to the best of my ability. And then it took a few weeks, but my mom finally started, like, asking me questions. And the first question she asked me was, why can't you two just be friends? And my response was, well, why couldn't you and Dad just be friends? Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, I, I don't know. They're, I don't know. I'm like, well, what made you think that it was an okay idea to date dad? Like, well, we just, 
we had feelings for each other and so we just stepped out and we tried I'm like that's that's exactly what I'm doing and so we there is that communication that started to open up but it's still very stinted and I know she's trying my mom was one of those people that like whenever she's very analytical and so whenever something goes on happens in her life she also always wants to study all about it so like a few years ago when all like that that lgbtq plus revolution thing happened there was a whole bunch of books that came out of like there specifically i remember one where that she was reading that was like a gay man and a lesbian uh went to a christian camp and then gay thing and then married each other they married each other and like so then their story it's like my mom's like and talking to my mom about it when i was going through the similar things of Mm -hmm. being called uh uh homophobic in Mm -hmm. school i would talk to her about it a lot because it was a lot on my mind Mm because i was being bullied for it Mm -hmm. and she was like well usually because whenever i would say like so-and-so came out like well usually it's because of some trauma in their past or Mm -hmm. whatever and Mm -hmm. so like it's never that they're born that way right 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 right. Right. which is because like my mom always Mm -hmm. tries to look for a reason Mm -hmm. and so like i feel like in my situation there definitely is a reason Mm -hmm. and i point to that Mm -hmm. reason Mm -hmm. and that that's why i have a girlfriend now and not Mm -hmm. a boyfriend anymore Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think that's true. So yeah. for some people, there's a real clear reason. Yeah, they were molested as kids yeah. by somebody of the same sex. They, they got yeah. confused at that point. They're like they don't feel safe with yeah. somebody of the opposite sex. Yeah, but other people really genuinely felt that way right. their whole life. Yeah. So it was just one of those things where like I was taught as a young age that like, well, not as because no one talked about it until I went mm-hmm. to middle school and this whole situation happened, mm-hmm. and then it turned into a. We love them anyway, but they're wrong. They're wrong. Yeah. They're wrong. Love and the like, sinner. Hate like, the sin. Right. And then there's there's always a reason. See if you can figure out the reason. And then he get, if you have them, if you help them heal from that reason, that trauma. Mm-hmm. Then they'll be straight. Right. Yeah. And so like this whole, um, so for the longest time, because I was called homophobic in school, I kind of used that as kind of like an identifier. Because mm-hmm. like, what else can you do? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm Christian. No, I don't think gays are okay or what it's okay to be gay. Right. and so then it turned into a i think not necessarily that it stunted my growth in that in like my sexual um, my sexual preference mm-hmm. change or whatever i think it more or less kind of made me blind to it or whatever mm-hmm. be like oh that's normal it's normal to like mm-hmm. you know think my friend is pretty or whatever like it's mm-hmm. you know but it's not normal to want to kiss them so like i, I don't want to kiss them i just want boys so you just refuse to sexualize it but right. you could see your attraction even at yeah. That. yeah 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 because you knew that wasn't an option to right. sexualize right it, it just yeah. wasn't yeah and um it was just I don't know. Like I said, I've been I have been hypersexual like my entire life, and so yeah. like it, it kind of like doubled down from mm-hmm. from being attracted to girls. I doubled down on being attracted mm-hmm. to boys, and then it turned into this big mess. Yeah. Of, so in June, mm-hmm. just last June, mm-hmm. you told her. Yeah. And uh, she, like I said, she didn't say much of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're slowly going through telling the family, but we're gonna. What's going on is my parents are telling my family, and then so I don't get the initial reaction. Mm. Um. But there's some good reactions from certain family members, and there's some that were not promising. Um, I don't really want to get too deep into the details, but, like, that I know that there's still a few more people that need to know um, who we need to talk to or whatever. But at this point, it's like I'm I'm done pretending. Um, Good for you. Does it seem strange that it's everybody else's business like who you really who is Ellie really when everybody else we don't I I was right if I had a boyfriend as a Christian I remember thinking and I still consider myself a Christ follower but I I remember thinking being confused that I don't worry about what my straight friends do at night Mm -hmm. I don't think 
oh, right. okay, they put this part and this part, and they do right, this, and right. why do they do that? No, I just, right. but all of a sudden, if somebody's gay, it, and like, why shouldn't it be your job to right. tell people who you are? One thing that really helped me is when I was trying to figure out my whole stance on homosexuality when yeah. I was in high school is that I found this pastor who said, who said something along the lines of, if there's a pastor or somebody who's ha- uh, have like infidelity, mm-hmm. we don't kick them out of the church. Nope, we we don't. don't call no. them out. So like mm-hmm. when, like specifically like when pa- the Apostle Paul um, talks about homosexuality in First Thessalonians, he he kind of com- he goes this and the, it's uh, the we know the law is good when it's mm-hmm. used correctly. We also know that the law is made for this and this and this and this and they, they seem to be in pairs and then there's homosexuality and sexual immorality are paired together mm-hmm. so like and like to god like sin is sin it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. it is it, it could be like a, you lied or you murdered somebody it's sin right. Right. and so like why are we putting such an emphasis on homosexuality like right. when we don't really particular like you know can I tell you why? I will tell you why. I was leading a recovery group about 10 years ago with a bunch of drunk people. It was a drug and alcohol recovery. Mm-hmm. And there was a drunk guy that must have had all these Bible teaching when he was little. He must have had a mom that taught him really weird Bible stories. He'd always interrupt me and say, like, the dumbest Bible facts. Not that they were dumb, but But it was like, out, shit, of, like out of nowhere. Do you know that Goliath had six toes? And I'm like, no, I didn't know that, Steve. Thank you for sharing, but that was totally off topic. And he would get me totally. So one time I said to the crowd, I said, it was like 25 people, I said, why do you think homosexuality is a sin that Christians focus on instead of, like you're saying, adultery or whatever? Mm -hmm. This drunk guy raises his hand. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. You know, it's not what I want. I'm in in a vein here. And Mm -hmm. he goes, I got it. And I'm like, what, Steve? With no high hopes. He goes, do you think it's because it's one of the few things most Christians haven't done? And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. When we haven't done that sin, that's mm-hmm. the one God doesn't like. Yeah. And that's step one, okay? You equalizing all the sins. Mm-hmm. I think step two is you understanding that possibly, and a lot of theologians agree with this, Calling it a sin is even offense. Mm Because that's like, I've had gay friends go, Mm -hmm. so, okay, you're telling me I'm okay. It's like me being gay is the Mm -hmm. same as somebody being a murderer. Mm -hmm. It's all sin and God forgives it. So Mm -hmm. that's offensive to me, I would say. But a lot of, you know, there was no word homosexual. Mm -hmm. That that was a Greek word. And many theologians agree that the word that was translated homosexual really was something like pediastry or something. And it meant child sexual exploitation oh. in the temple. Mm-hmm. So it never really spoke of two consensual mm-hmm. adults yeah. loving each other and being committed to each yeah. other and being in a relationship. Because mm-hmm. to put that in the context of a sin, mm-hmm. well, yeah, well, everybody sins, Ellie. God forgives you too. Okay, well, that's great. Mm-hmm. But then how do I enjoy my right. loving relationship right. with my partner right. believing that it's an abomination? Right. When you ask those people, you know, shrimp is an abomination in Leviticus if you eat shrimp. Right. Right. So it's it's just very, um, I think there's so much more we don't understand. Yeah. And taking, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's, it's it turns into a tricky thing of, like, where, you know, we're told to, like, take God's word mm-hmm. as it is because how it's, you know, or whatever, you know, because... Mm-hmm. But then, you know, everyone seems to forget that it was translated differently. And there's also, because I was talking to my dad about this, about specifically Apostle Paul. 
the Apostle Paul was writing to very specific people. Yeah. He was writing to the church specifically. Yeah. And so when we say, like, you know, if a, if a, if a man, it, there was, like, some part somewhere where, it's like, if a, it's, if a man, like, lies three times, throw him out of the church or, like, mm-hmm. you know, something like mm-hmm. that, or, like, he continues making the sin, throw him out of the church. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't do that to a new Christian. You would do that to, like, somebody who's already right. a part of the church, who's been right. a part of the church. And, you know, and a lot of what he's, because their, their letter is specifically written for the church. Yes. And so, and then on top of that, it was, there's a lot of like current day issues, like the mm-hmm. slavery, like everyone points at like, you know, Apostle Paul doesn't know you're talking about because, you know, slavery, he says slavery is good or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's all about context, context, and culture, that, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, yeah, there is, you do know your Bible, don't you? <laughs> yeah. um, the Apostle Paul at one point was, saying the guy they should throw out was a church discipline situation Mm -hmm. was having sex with his Mm mother-in-law and he said he's not repentant we went to Mm -hmm. him he doesn't say sorry right so you have no choice but to kick him out but two chapters later Mm -hmm. they he realizes and he's brought back into the fold Mm -hmm. and forgiven and and restored right so even the casting out was a part of a restoration do you know what i'm saying yeah but i still think um and I'm going to go on record saying that's offensive to equate that with being in a loving relationship yeah. with an adult yeah. consensual mm-hmm. person. But you are in a place where if you're going to accept that teaching, mm-hmm. that you have to look at your homosexual lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so funny. Well, that we don't agree with the lifestyle. What is the lifestyle? You pet your cat. You yeah. rescue a cat this yeah. weekend. Yeah. You <laughs> probably go to eat. You probably cuddle. You're probably too tired yeah. when we watch Netflix yeah. to do much making out anyway. Right. Like normal straight people, right? <laughs> right? So, I mean, what is the lifestyle we're so afraid of? Right. Love is love, mm-hmm. yeah. and God is love. And, and I have been saying for years, if he ceases to love, he ceases to be God. Right, yeah. And if he's not the God of forgiveness, if he, if it's always, if, if it's, I, I started to stop believing in losing my salvation many, many years ago, and I'm so thankful mm-hmm. because it terrorized me my whole life. Mm-hmm. And the whole, my whole life that I believed I could lose it, I didn't worry about anybody else. It was all about me because I wanted to make sure I was going to go. Right. I tried to worry about everybody yeah. else. I looked like I was. But deep down, I'm just scared that yeah. I'm screwed, right? Right. So then when I realized that, wait a minute. If God loves me and if he really needed Jesus to be that sacrifice, mm-hmm. Jesus came and he was perfect and he was the final sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Jesus did what I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Jesus did for me what I couldn't do for myself, which was to be completely holy and without blame because I'm a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so because I have him, he accepts me unconditionally mm-hmm. the way I'm at today. Right. Yeah. And it... So if the love of God, Ellie, mm-hmm. working in your life, if he's going to, like, he could heal your hurts mm-hmm. with the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's born out of that mm-hmm. uh, trauma. Mm-hmm. And he could heal that. Or the love of God in your life could just set you free to be gay mm-hmm. and be comfortable with yeah. it. I'm, it's beyond my pay grade as mm-hmm. anybody that's not in your body mm-hmm. to tell you what the love of God is should or shouldn't mm-hmm. do in your heart. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so. But it's hard for you to stand up and just be that Christian. Right. So you are still a Christian? Yeah. I, I, what I, I want to say that I'm like questioning. It's one of those things where I am not, I haven't found a church yet, but I mm-hmm. want to find a church that's. Um, open. Yeah. Um, and I also don't really have time because I'm working. Right. You know, I'm working in at school. I don't go to church. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah. it's, it's hard. And yeah. to me, this is church. You know, right. the scripture talks about we are the yeah. church. Yeah. Meeting we one are another. the body of Christ, yeah. you know. And yeah. so it's like, actually, possibly 
the whole of humanity is the body of Christ. Right. So you going to sleep at night mm-hmm. and pondering deep thoughts with your partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I want to I I don't like calling myself, I think you mentioned this once, like, I don't like calling myself Christian because there's that negative connotation mm-hmm. of, like, how mm-hmm. can you be Christian and gay? Like, I'd rather say that I'm Christ-believing. Yeah. Um, I... It's, I, I hesitate to say Christ follower because, like, that's also something that I hear a lot. Like, I'm a Christ follower. Like, specifically, like, with um, being part of the uh, Protestant church. Because it's, like, mm. you know, it turns into, like, a, I, I'm not religious. I just love the Lord. Like, there's oh, that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my, my mom loves that song. Yeah. And yeah. so it's, like, I, I like to say that mm-hmm. I'm a Christ believer. Because yeah. I, I do believe. And I do... I try, you know, to, you know, do what I can in uh, following and, you know, ministering to my friends, maybe not, like, being heavy-handed about it, but just, you know. Well, just letting that light is so apparent. Yeah. I wish my people could, the people listening could see the light <laughs> on your face and the joy in your face. Yeah. And the, your eyes are alive and your eyes smile. Yeah. And there's something very special about you, you that makes you different, though. Yeah. You stand out. Yeah. It was, and it was really weird because... It's one of those things where I've come to terms with being gay, and it's to the point of, like, I understand that people... Because I've had a year to come to terms mm-hmm. with the fact that I'm dating somebody. I've had two years coming to fact, terms with the fact that mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested in female. Like, I've had mm-hmm. time, and I understand that. That's fine. I'm giving people time, and I understand that it, there's no problem. Um, but it's one of those things where I was talking to one of my friends, like, if, if the people find out and they get mad at me, like, why can't you be happy? Like, literally, like what I've always said is that I am the happiest that I've ever been with my girlfriend now than I've been with any other mm-hmm. guy. And it could have also be age, of course, you know, like, cause sure. like, but all the other guys were just full of drama or like, they just didn't get it. Da, mm-hmm. da, da, da. But like, I, I feel so, it, I hesitate cause it sounds so corny, but like, it's so freeing mm-hmm. because it's like, I don't, it, I don't have to worry about it anymore. And I found somebody who, like, I really, truly care about in a way that, like, I haven't... Like, not even the fact that she's female, but, like, even if she was a male. Right. Like, this connection that I have with yeah. this girl is... It goes beyond sexual it, it, or it, right. gender. It's, right. you it's, love this person. Right. Yeah. And, like, it's it's one yeah. of those things where... <laughs> even before we started dating, everyone just assumed we were because it was one of those things where we just gravitated towards each other. We were in a room together, we would just gravitate towards each other. Or... She would try to communicate with one of our friends. Uh, she's a very analytical thinker, just like my mom. She's actually very much like my mom in a lot of ways. So that's how I knew how to, like, yeah. understand her or whatever. But, like, she's very analytical. And so when she would get into arguments with my emotional friend, I would sit down with both of them separately and be like, well, kind of be the mediator. Because, like, yeah. I understood her in a way that she had never been understood by anybody else mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it really... It, it was really kind of really quickly how quickly we attached to each other. Like, we knew each other for a month, and then we were already, like, having midnight walks, walking around, you know, just connecting with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, on top of all that, she was engaged at the time, and that's just a whole uh, other yeah. drama of her being engaged to a guy and having to work that out and us also having to figure out ourselves. Because it was one of those things where we had connected so, so much to the point of that, like, she felt trapped in the engagement and of course we did not handle it well we mm-hmm. made mistakes of course mm-hmm. and it was it just turned into kind of a mess mm-hmm. and i do not blame him for being angry with us it's mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's, but it was one of those things where it's like we couldn't 
just look the other way. We tried. We right. tried to just look the other way, and then it just turned into this huge... It was it was not emotionally okay. Like, mm-hmm. turned into, like, emotional... A void and hole. Uh, yeah, and, and then, like, it turned into... Like, then he started to realize what was going on. There was emotional manipulation going on, mm-hmm. and it was just... It was a huge mess, and then she was going through some uh, uh, health issues at the time, mm-hmm. and I, it just... It exploded, and... If I could change one thing, like, I, I don't regret that I'm dating her now, but if I could change one thing, it would be that, like, somehow, some way, she would have broken up with him before we started talking. Yeah. Because, like, as soon as we connected, there was, like, it was, it was like a train. Like, we could not yeah. stop it. And, yeah. And, like, I know that sounds so weak. No, no. But, like, no. it was just one of those things where, like, when you find that person, mm-hmm. it... Whether whether you end up with them the rest of your life right. or not, I hope for your sake you yeah. do. But those I've had those happen in my life, and it's you can't ignore it, you and can't. it defines and marks your life yeah. one way or another. Right, it's going to, and that is how history is made, and that's yeah. how we become who we are. Yeah, and our life is marked by those choices, mm-hmm. and we can just believe that God will get the, you know, in the end that He will make the best out yeah. of our life. It's, if we can just be true to ourselves, you know, yeah. and true to what he, the love that he has for you that you give to other people. And I'm proud of you. Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing so mm-hmm. candidly. So I am, um, I imagine someday you look forward, did you bring your girlfriend home or? Yeah. Um, you do? Yeah. Um, I, she, she lives here, but she, um, without my family knowing, without my, my mom's side of the family specifically yeah. is very, is very, um, conservative. Yeah. Um, but without my family knowing that she was my girlfriend at the time, um, she ended up coming to our uh, Christmas, Aww. family Christmas, and she got, like, family photos with us and everything, and I did the same thing with her. But, like, it it was kind of like I played it off of, like, she's not really doing anything, it's okay, she comes over, yeah. but, like, yeah. she was my girlfriend at the time, and yeah. they didn't quite yeah. realize. Yeah. And so I think now they're going to be looking back and be like, oh, <laughs> oh. And so, but um, hmm. it's... She she's met most of my family, and I've met not a lot of hers actually because they aren't that close. My I have a really close family, um, so it's it's just gonna be one of those things where it's gonna turn into a well, you met her already, so mm-hmm. it's not that big of a you know yeah. But um, well, thank you, Ellie. Yeah. I'm yeah. proud of you, <laughs> and I'm proud of who you are. And here on campus, we need lights like you, mm-hmm. and I and we need people that I just feel like it's important as being somebody who still believes in Jesus. Even though, like, so much of the Bible doesn't make sense to me at this point, mm-hmm. I have enough atheist friends that have pointed out enough horrible scriptures mm-hmm. in the Bible that I can't... There are some horrible things in there that God did in the Old Testament read. that I can't just, like... I have no answer for them. Right. I really can't. Mm-hmm. Even some New Testament things, even some yeah. things that Paul said. Yeah. It's really troubling to me. Mm-hmm. But I can't walk away from this core sense that God is real. And for me... It's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, is it because that's what I believe my whole life? You know, last semester yeah. I did a podcast with a class, a mm-hmm. whole class. At the end, it was mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah. And this guy goes, Professor, would you still believe in Jesus if you were raised in uh, India or the Middle East? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Right. I'd probably be a Hindu or a right. Muslim, and I probably would be praying different, and my yeah. frame of reference would be different. Yeah. Would God hold that against me? I don't think he would. Not if he's God, because he's right. bigger than us. If yeah. there's a God, he's bigger than the, us. Than we, we humanize yeah. him so much. Honestly, I actually, I took some religious classes here. And yeah. um, uh, I, I know this is, I'm going to try to make this quick. Um, okay. But 
I've come to terms with the idea that, um, so we were learning about different religions, and I believe it's Hindu that believes, that, you know, they say like, you know, oh, three million gods or whatever, but really what it is is it's this entity of some kind of power or whatever, and we just see little bits of it show mm. up. And so I, I believe that Jesus was God's son, but I also believe that not, that God isn't something that we can just peg in a box mm-hmm. because there's so many different facts and like we can't even like think even right. try to think about trying to understand we well, almost said the word facet so yeah. I, I saw a diamond you know yeah. all those different yeah. sides and also if god is real wouldn't he want to reveal himself to every culture yeah people in every group right who maybe have a different yeah. frame of reference my grandmother once told me when i was younger it was she was talking to me like, this is my really liberal grandmother because i have a liberal grandmother a middle ground grandmother and a really conservative grandmother okay. and it's Family get-togethers are amazing. (laughs) Um, But my really liberal grandmother was explaining to me that, like, you know, there's different, there's little bits and stories that have odd similarities to other bits and stories. Like, if you think about Confucius, and how he walked around like Jesus did, and, like, if you, like, there's, like, these... Even Horace, the sun god. Yeah. um, Yeah, there's all, actually, through ancient civilizations, there was a god who sent his son to earth to die, born of a virgin, resurrected from the dead. So I I have this firm belief that maybe it's, I don't, I don't want to say that every no one's wrong, but like I, I have this firm belief that there are certain that in every religion there is a point where God showed Himself and is yeah. either either misnamed or not yeah. recognized, or, or recognized in a different in with a different, different name, right? And yeah. so like I, yeah, I don't necessarily think that it people are wrong. I think that God really just wants to connect with everyone, and if how He chooses to connect with somebody is mm-hmm. through them believing that. The sun is a chariot riding, you know what I mean, or like whatever. If if and like, of course, of course, there's like certain things where it's like, okay, hold on, um, because you have like those demi gods and whatever that you know came on our like a thing about way back in ancient times, but like I really think that there there was one god specifically at the, because I when we were learning, I was homeschooled for part of my life. Yeah, we were okay. learning about the Aztecs, mm-hmm. and I asked my mom like, well all these millions and millions of people mm-hmm. were way over there. They didn't know about Jesus. How, mm-hmm. you know, and my mom had this answer that really kind of stuck with me to this day where it's like, well, for her first response was God judges us on what we know. Mm-hmm. So I've if, heard that my whole life. Right. So, so like they didn't know, know they weren't accountable. Right. Yep. And then the other hand, it was that there was a specific God that did a lot of very, very similar things to mm-hmm. God in the Bible. Um, um, a lot of miracles and stuff like that in, mm-hmm. in Aztec um, lore. And my mom said, well, who's to say that God didn't show up? Mm. Beautiful. So, and that's something that really kind of stuck with me. So it's like, mm-hmm. I I think, I personally believe that Jesus is mm-hmm. was God's son, but I also don't not believe that he's in other places he can be mm-hmm. found in other places mm-hmm. and so that's why i don't like to say i'm a christ follower because or, mm-hmm. or a, a christian because it's mm-hmm. not that god is the old because god is the only god but like mm-hmm. i think that god isn't the only god in a different way and that other gods have some kind of like whatever whatever like supernatural mm-hmm. thing that happened there like there was some like this we're getting really weird but like you you know what i mean yes there's a verse i don't know where it's at and i want to find out um i have other sheep not of this fold don't you love google yeah right okay so 
John 10, 16 uh -huh. says, and this is Jesus speaking, mm -hmm. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. Mm -hmm. I must bring them also. They will, they will also hear my voice, and there will be only one flock and one shepherd. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, well, nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about <laughs> right. that. I didn't discover this verse until like 10 years ago, yeah. and a friend of mine goes, I just found this verse. This one says, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I will bring them also. And they will listen to my voice, and there will be only one flock and one shepherd. Right. What a beautiful yeah. picture and, of humanity. Right. And it was just one of those things where I was also, I don't know if you were, to, of course, I grew up in post 9-11, but I was also told that Islam was wrong. And then yeah. when I found out recently, like I actually just found out just two years ago that it's the same God, but there was a that split Absolutely. with Abraham. Well, do you remember the story? Abraham yeah. had sex with Hagar right. and met and made the baby, right? Yeah. And then his wife got jealous, yeah. right? And she sent which the maid servant away. That, that was something that was totally like glossed, glossed right. over in yeah. all my learning. Like, because I, I know a lot of the Bible, but like that was totally glossed over where it's like suddenly it turns into like, that's not our God. They yeah. they took our God and just deformed they had it. The same God of Abraham, right? And so, yeah. like, just it's, like the Jewish person, right? Right. 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 And so, like, and, all three of the same roots. Yeah. And then you know, being told that like, well, they don't believe in Jesus, and mm -hmm. so obviously they're not they're wrong. Yeah. So it, I don't know. It's it's a big thing. It's interesting. And you know what? I think what we can take away from this is the scripture also says that we see through a glass darkly, mm -hmm. and when we die, we see safe to face. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're not even meant to have it all figured right. out, Ellie. So if God's going to condemn me for asking questions or going, wait a minute, Lord, that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. I look at this, what? Yeah. Or this person said this. Am I going to get in trouble for asking those questions? I don't think so. No. He gave me a brain, mm -hmm. and I'm not supposed to check it at the door. Right. And so I think wondering, I think if God is real, he's big enough to show us who he mm -hmm. is. Yeah. And he can use a movie. He can use a song. Mm -hmm. He can use the scripture. Mm -hmm. He can use a movie script. Yeah. He can Even use... if it's something that isn't inherently Christian. Absolutely. Can... No, I, I'd like to finish this little story. I, this lady in recovery I was teaching once. She goes, you know, I just told God I'm done with you. No more Christian music. No more Christian radio. No more Christian nothing. And she said, I had on my country station, mm -hmm. and she said, I want no part of you, God. I'm rejecting you. Mm -hmm. And the song by Garth Brooks came on, I'll go hungry, I'll go black and blue. You know, that mm -hmm. I'll do anything to make you feel my love. Mm -hmm. She said, it wasn't Garth Brooks singing it. It was God to yeah. me saying, I'll do whatever it takes to reach yeah. you. And then in the movie The Shack, did you watch the movie? <laughs> yes. Do you remember, I don't know if it was the movie or the book, it said, is it true? Yes, Jesus. Is it true, Jesus, that all paths lead to you? And he said, eh, not really. Some paths lead nowhere. Mm -hmm. But I'll follow, I'll walk any path to find you. Oh, yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. So I think that speaks to what we were talking yeah. about, too. And then along with John ten sixteen. So, yeah. well, Ellie, you inspire me. And <laughs> I, you. you definitely do know your Bible, girl. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we have a lot in common in mm -hmm. our upbringing. And mm -hmm. I homeschooled my kids, too. Yeah. <laughs> I I grew up love loving loving veggie tales like, love learning and all yeah. of that and, and then you know yeah. real world smacked real quick yeah. yeah and so you're just figuring out how that all fits mm -hmm. and I also believe this that it's our spiritual birthright mm -hmm. to have our own relationship with God if God is real mm -hmm. okay and I happen to believe He is mm -hmm. but if He's real. He doesn't have grandchildren. So right. you don't just get to have your mom's faith. Right. You get to have your own oh. birthright, your yeah. own encounter. It's your birthright to have your own encounter. Mm -hmm. That means it can't, I can't cheapen it by making it, mm -hmm. if you die tonight, Ellie, you come down this aisle. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm squared. Don't make it out of fear. Mm -hmm. 
I've always feel like you shouldn't fall in love unless it kicks you in the face. Right? Yeah. Like, unless it kicks you in the face, just be single. It's easier. But that was me. (laughs) In the same way, let God show you who he is. Let him kick you in the face. That sounds bad. But let it just, like, boom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the meantime, be a skeptic. Yeah. Be a cynic. See Mm -hmm. how far they get you. Mm -hmm. I kind of laugh at my cynic, skeptic friends because I think when they do fall, if they fall, Hard. hard and it's gonna be fun yeah and we're gonna it's have gonna be time. like dominoes there's exactly. everything that they thought is just gonna yeah i think so or maybe yeah. i'll die and yeah. there's nothing yeah. but if it if it doesn't make me a mean person i think it's informed my life too mm-hmm. you know what I'm yeah saying? absolutely so, i agree thank you honey yeah, thank i you. love this and yeah. you're brave and i appreciate everything yeah. you've said so. i love answering questions like i said I, i'm an open book i uh, oh it's beautiful yeah. i love how open you are yeah. and <laughs> self-aware That's yeah something hard That's to find something that my mom also raised me to be is yeah. self-aware so yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely beautiful thank you sweetheart yes, i appreciate it Thank you for listening to this episode of Give Me One Reason. If you're interested in contacting us or being on the show, please go to givemeonereason.org or call Kathy Taylor at 608-728-3284. When I was 12, I thought I was going to hell because I didn't understand the things the church would tell. The way the past is full